Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Romance of the Two Networks. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Jennifer Uncle from Scanline Media. I'm Jackson Tyler from Abnormal Mapping. I'm M. I fell asleep, almost fell asleep, reading the last chapter today uh, about 10 minutes ago, and I got up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I finished writing the summary about one minute before people joined the call, so uh, I also slept a lot. Slep sleeping is good. Hey, Six. Yeah, what's up? What's uh, What we got for Kingdom News this week? Uh, well, motherfucker. <laughs> I actually have some kingdom news in the time it's taken me there you go. <laughs> to do this intro. There you go. That's why you're the host. Think uh, fast on your uh, feet. I only have one piece, however. Okay. Um, That's not kingdom news. So it's the name of the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, I was I was gonna say uh, so. Don't give Total it a Three Kingdoms, the Furious Wilds came out, and there's a three moves ahead episode on it that came out three days ago. You should probably listen to that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone, I think it was in our Discord, was complaining that it's like a weirdly jokey expansion about some stuff. In what way? It wasn't uh, someone... that it was too jokey. It was just that like the elephants and all the animals lean too much into being ridiculous. Oh, okay. oh sure, I can. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, like there, there is a level of like. If you are here, for it, I think it's 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 more romance, and I think people who even unconsciously lean records might be a little upset by this because, like, like one of the units I have as I'm I'm playing my campaign as Lady Zhurong, um, who has some great mechanics. She's really cool. Um, I have tiger slingers who are like people you know who use slings, and then there's just a button that says release the tigers, uh, and you can guess what that does. Um. And so it's just like you're just watching these people just stand there with like throwing rocks with just tigers just chilling at their sides. And it, you know, I understand that if you're into you're here for like real warfare, it's not super realistic. Um, yep. No, uh, I, I think I think it does a good job of playing into the way they framed it within the book, which is what I'm here for. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, I have not played it, but um, it seems cool at least. I know people love that game. Yeah, yeah, they do a really cool thing. Where at first I thought that it was like you had a little like pocket campaign to unite the tribes, um, and then like once you beat it, it opened up the rest of the rest of uh, China, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not actually true. It's just that they make such good use of fog of war that you think that's true until you conquer a few tribes and you're like, oh shit, there's a whole fucking world out there, which is a cool moment. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've uh, been playing it. It's good. Cool. That's good to hear. I don't have... Though they do any... make Meng Huo not completely incompetent, which feels... Uh, not canon! But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for the kingdom news. Uh, sure, yeah. Have... Hopefully... Uh... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, sorry, we, keep running. we only have one week left. We only have one week left. You really need to get your questions in to two networks questions at gmail.com. I'm checking again. Still no questions. Y'all are falling down on the job. It's because everyone wrote uh, two networks uh, with a number rather than with the word two. Mm, maybe that's why. What if we just don't have any questions and we can just walk away? Job well done. <laughs> that, Next week's awesome. episode is 10 minutes long. 
Yeah, it's like it's like the fucking end of uh, Ocean's Eleven. We just stand there and stare at what we've done, and it's like, yeah, we sure read that whole fucking book, and then we just disappear into the night. <laughs> I guess I should watch Ocean's Eleven. Huh? Yo, you know, okay, I know this is meant to be a Three Kingdoms podcast, but everyone here should watch Ocean's Eleven. That's so, a- Danny Ocean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, he I says mean, he's, he's like not going to commit any crimes. He hates again. other rich people, right? Is that his thing? There's not really that much of a moral element to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so chapter 115, succumbing to slander, the second emperor recalls his army using military farms. Jiang Wei escapes disaster. That's not true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) though Jiang Wei intends for this invasion to be for keeps, heaven has other plans. The eunuch Huang Hao convinces Emperor Shan to call Jiang Wei back. And so invasion 502 ends. Jiang Wei tries to get Emperor Shan to see that Huang Hao is no good, but the emperor will not hear it. Worrying about affairs at home, Jiang Wei begins Invasion 503. In a way, Sima Zhao learns of the invasion and has an idea. What if they invaded Shu, but faster? He recruits Deng Ai and Zhang Hui for the job. As they ride out, the fate of two kingdoms hangs in the balance. Who will win? Read on. Yeah. I don't know if it's so much that the invasion is faster, more like, okay, Shu's a total fucking mess right now. Um, Their army is spread in disparate parts, and the Emperor and and Jiang Wei aren't exactly getting along, so now seems like the perfect time to strike. Gonna paint this armor red, go three times faster. Ooh, I should try that. (laughs) Uh, Though, you know, that's not why it's three times faster. Uh, there is no reason other than the skill of the pilot or the warriors. If they had mm-hmm. warriors of old, they could go three times faster. Resurrect all yeah, the, the heroes of the book that we liked. There's definitely no reason that they retcon in in future content. Look, that's illegal. Doesn't count. <laughs> Unappropriate. <laughs> Not appropriate. Not appropriate. By Tomino's decree himself. Would Do you think Red Hair would be like a third as fast if, if their name was just Hair? Yes. <laughs> It has a different okay. animal. What they should have done is they should have done is paint Foon Psyche and G Gundam red. That sounds sick Ooh, as hell. That does sound pretty cool. That does have a little red on it. Not enough. The head, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so the chapter Holy we read. Shit. I just googled red hair Gundam. I was like, I, I don't think I've seen what red hair is. In, uh, in Isn't it a motorcycle? It's it's a Sinanji riding a motorcycle. Lou Boo's a Sinanji riding a motorcycle, which is red hair. This looks incredibly sick it's uh, pretty you know cool. what this is pretty cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's all right sometimes sometimes they nail it not very often as it turns out but they get them here and there uh the chapters <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh this is i jen Go ahead, get your laughs in, <laughs> mock so, me. <laughs> so yeah, as we said, well, as I said last week, uh, Shu is not long for this world because they're having the whole eunuch uh, and relying on a sorcerer's thing. And uh, yeah, they're a total mess right now to the point where the emperor is just straight up ignoring everything that's happening outside the gates other than... Oh, we heard this one person is talking shit about you and might want to take over. Yeah, ne- we'll get it next chapter, but we get two different people going like, oh, looks like uh, 
looks like she was pretty fucked here. Like, the heavens say that she was going to fall. And, like, you know, the heavens are never wrong. So I guess we, we basically know how this is going to go at this point. Um, <laughs> it's been very funny. I think she's going to pull it out. <laughs> I, think she, I think she's going to really, really pull it out this time. But the last, like, 20 weeks, I've been laughing every time. And you're like, oh, nah, obviously the shoe wins. It's what the whole story's about. That's <laughs> what the like, story's about. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, no, the story is about how everyone was like, "We're going to do this. We're gonna, we're gonna bring back uh, the empire back to its former glory. Gonna, you know, loyalty to the, to the, you know, to the cause and everything." And and they do this, and their own fucking emperor within one generation is useless. It's all fake, all terrible. It's good, but I, like, yeah. So, Luo Guanzhong writes this book. And he's like, listen, current empire, you should really take a lot of lessons from the empire of Shu. You should learn take emperors from Liu Bei, from Shuanda. It's not look at look at, how, look at what he did. No. He did everything honorably. He started empire. He ruled. He got all these heroes on his side, and his kid completely fucked everything up, and he died like a bitch. Like, <laughs> is that the message? No, the message is listen to Kong Ming because Kong Ming is cool. <laughs> the, 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 it's not. Like, it's, this isn't really like a story about uh, what the good empire should be. Like, it's written in a time where there, there's, there's not a like war going on in China. There only is this one, this one empire at the point where this book is written. It's about like the ways in which, uh, you know, um, people within that structure should conduct themselves and the ways like shitty officers behave and the ways good officers behave and through that lens the book's plot makes a lot of sense i feel like okay so it's so it's about like listen even if you build on a good foundation you gotta stay the course or corrupt morons will fuck everything up yeah, it's it's about the importance of like you know serving well and being thoughtful and uh y- you know the, that's what the neo-confucianism stuff is about it's like about the uh like mid like what it means to be uh, an official right rather than what it means mm-hmm. to be an emperor and I feel like that's the lens in which the book makes most sense, especially as it's mostly about various officials trying to contend with different structures and then just watching it happen again and this whole, th- this entire crusade become completely pointless at the end. Um, but all of the people who are like loyal to, like, it would also be bad if, uh, you know, Jingwei was like, well, this is clearly a waste of time and terrible, uh, so I give up. Like, that wouldn't reflect well on him. He has to, you know, he's he's got to commit to it. Uh, and so... We like you know the book makes a big point of pointing out the loyalty of these people when uh, their lords become awful, um, and how yeah. different ones navigate that. Uh, we yeah. get a we get a shoe governor coming up, who's like whose whose wife comes in and is like, hey, what's the plan? And he's like, well, the emperor is a shithead, and we're going to lose, so I guess I might as well keep my people safe. And she's like, how dare you? What a loser. <laughs> yep. Uh, man, neo-Confucianism seems like a, a hard life. Uh, this is not, it's, you know, it's not like the real politic <laughs> way, <laughs> way of approaching things. Um, but, you know, he threw, he threw, he committed, he committed to this, this way of, uh, uh, you know, he committed to serving the, the Lord he's serving and now he's going to throw it out. Like, you know, there's a reason that <laughs> the book's morals are what they are. Listen, I don't. I don't serve a lord. I serve China. Mm-hmm. And you can justify anything that way, and many people have. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
All right, well, chapter 116. Zhang Hui details a force to enter Hanzong. The ghost of the martial lord haunts Dingjun Mountain. Hey, who's back? Guess who's back? Kong Ming's back. As the invasion begins, Deng Ai has an ominous dream. He has it interpreted, and the analysis is thus. Though Shu will fall, Deng Ai will not survive the invasion. He is perturbed, but marches without delay. In Shu, Emperor Shan consults a sorceress for advice, who tells him that everything is hunky-dory, so he doesn't marshal defense against Wei. Wei moves on Hanzong, but a sudden storm and ghostly cavalry startle them into submission. Zhang Huai learns that this is because there is a nearby mountain that holds the tomb of Kong Ming, and he goes to pay his respects. This ends the storm, and he, inv- he is visited in a dream by Kong Ming, asking him to spare the common folk of Shu in his invasion. Thereafter, Zhang Huai adopts a policy of protect the kingdom, spare the people. Meanwhile, Jiang Wei scrambles to mount a coherent defense while being undermined by the emperor himself. He tries to rally at Saber Gateway, but it is already occupied. Who holds it? Read on. I thought this chapter was really interesting, the way that Kong Ming essentially transfers his initial goal of unified China over to a Wei general in his own way. Like, uh, being like, okay, I understand that this region is probably going to fall, but the best way for you to do this to secure victory and to treat these people right is to make sure that the common folk don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's like the one, the the best, uh, you know, that's the thing that Liu Bei and Kong Ming did, right? That the book always brings up like, by the way, I know we're only talking about the wars, but they were actually good at the, their jobs. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't really mention, but they, they, were, they did care about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do also really like, um, we get, this is a little moment that I didn't put in my, my summary next chapter, which is pretty short. But um, so after this, um, Dong Deng Ai commences this big plan to like like build bridges and like cross these hills and then eventually scale a mountain, and he lands on the other side and there's basically a sign that says Kong Ming was here, uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, Kong Ming, this is this is like okay. Kong Ming was kind of insufferable for a while, because he was just winning everything and then he died and he hung around for a little bit. And that was also, I found, frustrating. But we've had a little period where he's not been as relevant. And now just these little moments of him being like, hey, I was pretty cool and I care about uniting China is enjoyable to me. It's incredibly funny that I think it's this chapter. Someone gets tricked by the Kong Bing statue thing again. <laughs> like <laughs> The old standby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anyone were to come back from the dead, though, it is Kong Ming. Yeah, it's true. It's true. If like, if someone was like, if you if you caught an enemy general and like you know interrogated them and they were like, no, of course Kong Ming's alive. He faked his own death so that he could ambush you here. You'd believe it. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Um. Also. Hey, this is like a, a reasonably respectful ghost, which has not been how it's gone so far, right? We've had, I think, two other ghosts. We've had the ghost of the uh, sorcerer who ended up uh, murdering Cao Cao, uh, and um, who, like, he, he, he beheaded the sorcerer, and the sorcerer just haunted him for a while until he died. And then we had um, the ghost of uh, Lord Guan, 
who just kind of acted like an asshole. <laughs> uh, but this is just this is just a ghost being a good dude. In fact, being less condescending than Kong Ming usually is. I, I feel like it's been a running trend in this book that if you treat the ghosts respectfully, then they'll help you out. Like, there was that situation where Kong Ming was trying to travel back by that um, river and all the spirits were preventing him from doing so. So he basically created a sacrifice for them. Yeah, but he created, like, a bunch of, like, head-shaped hot pockets. <laughs> he did! Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Just the description is very funny. <sighs> All right, chapter 117. Deng Ai slips through Yingping Pass. Zhu Gezhan fights to the end at Mangzhu. Emperor Dong Jue of Shu is the one holding Saber Gateway, and together the Shu forces try to figure out a way to repel this invasion. Petty infighting between Zhang Hui and Deng Ai of Wei ultimately doesn't undermine their efforts, and by building bridges and scaling mountains, Deng Ai and his forces pass through the so supposedly impassable Yingping. Yinping, excuse me. Emperor Shan finally realizes that Shu is in trouble and calls Kong Ming's son and grandson to the fight. They put up a good fight, but ultimately are slain by Wei. Would Chengdu fall or stand? Read on. All right, who is Kong Ming fucking? <laughs> Uh, do you want me to do you want me to tell you? Because it says I know, I know. But, but <laughs> my point is, at no point during the story was he busy with that. He was very busy getting back China. It's like, by the way, Kongming uh, also uh, had a family. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't take very long. Oh my god! It does. I mean, like, they don't frame it like he was around a lot. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, but uh. yeah, appar apparently the mom was like, oh, she wasn't the most gorgeous lady ever, but she was super good at reading the stars. Which is like, okay, well, yeah, I guess that would, that would get Kong Ming's taste. So how was your mental image of the descent from that mountain? Because when they were describing, oh, these soldiers... The soldiers that had the felt jackets were the ones who were able to descend, and they talk about them rolling down. I I couldn't help in my head think that they were just tying a rope to the top of the mountain and just rolling down like a barrel. Uh, I was assuming that it was like a situation where they used the felt jackets. Like, you know, it's one of the things where like when you use a, like when you go down as like a, a line really fast and you'd like you'd burn your hands. And so they're using the felt jackets to like protect their hands was what I was guessing. That makes more sense than my idea, yeah. I don't know. Jackson, you're the one who's read the whole book. That means you have to have an answer. I have to have an No, I don't. What? I was letting you do M, it. M, you're the smart one. So it's like in getting over it when you grab onto that snake, even though the sign says don't fucking get onto the snake and you slide all the way to the bottom. That's what <laughs> that's what they're doing. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't have like a, like intense visualization of crossing mountains. It was a pretty funny description, though. Uh, but I, I did not think about it that hard. <laughs> yeah, and then they land, and, and then there's a sign at the bottom that says, Kong Ming says, good luck with your invasion. <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine how smug Kong Ming must have been, like, planting that sign. 
<laughs> like, you know, 50 years ago. Kong Ming like, going across China, planting signs with hashtag Kong Ming at the, like, <laughs> on all of them. Amazing. <laughs> uh, Got to find a hundred of them for the open world Three Kingdoms game. Yep. If you find all hundred, he'll let you take over. You can be in charge of China now. <laughs> wow. Wow. The hashtag Shige like, Gang. Yep. <laughs> it's, wait. They're eventually going to do like a, a Three Kingdoms Assassin's Creed game, you know? Nah, the time's passed. They were going to. I feel like everyone was asking for something like that, but they never, you know, I feel like the time has passed on that one. Yeah. Wait, for what? Sorry. Three Kingdoms uh, Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if Ubisoft did a Chinese Assassin's Creed now, the gamers would never fucking stop being terrible about it. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and they already right. did the side one Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, which was like a side scroller a few years ago. Yeah, but no, oh, yeah, nobody so actually jumped cares about that a bunch, one. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good because I don't want them to do that. I mean, no. I mean, Assassin's Creed's bad. <laughs> But okay, what if what if Dynasty Warriors is like, you know, the problem with the open world game we made last time was that there weren't enough collectibles. Um, oh no. I, I'm fairly sure they've announced that they are not going back to open world. They're like, <laughs> we're making a normal Dynasty Warriors next time. Please forget all that. <laughs> Alright, well enough of my, my doom saying, I guess, because you seem to have answers to every every scenario I propose. You know what they should really do? Dynasty Warriors Fire Emblem. They did that. They they did that. I I, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it Just... wasn't very good. Did you mean Assassin's Creed Fire Emblem? I was like, wait, wait hey, that's literally a game that exists. I'm very no. confused. I guess I meant Fire Emblem Three Houses, but themed like the actual Three Kingdoms story. <laughs> oh, like I mean, they yes, they made they made the uh, Dynasty Warriors Fire Emblem before they made the Three Kingdoms Fire Emblem. <laughs> And those are two different things. I get it now. I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, they'll make a two at some point. So that's just how this works. I I mean, Dynasty Warriors fans are like mad all the time at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Because like Persona 5 Scramble came out in Japan and the Dynasty Warriors fans are just furious about it. Like, because they used to have it all. And now there's nothing there's no three kingdoms anything they got a terrible open world game a couple years ago and look at the all the love this persona game gets they didn't sign up for this uh i feel like the main series has been left behind you know it kind of has i i you know i i it's because there's I more don't... money in persona than there is three kingdoms <laughs> yeah it's time, but that's it's time for yakuza three kingdom or i mean uh dynasty warriors yeah as it turns out a lot of very Various publishers and IP holders are like, "Hey, you know what would be really cool if you made a Dynasty Warriors game for us?" And that's how is there not a Kingdom Hearts well. Dynasty Warriors? Uh, there is. It's called Kingdom Hearts Three. <laughs> <laughs> you fight a I lot mean, of guys in that game. <laughs> also, isn't that's basically the like the the Thousand Heartless Battle? Um. I mean, they, they should just... actually make this for real. M is correct. Sure. They should just do yes, that. Yes, that's true. That's true. Right okay. after they get done with that Toku show, make that uh, three, uh, Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> Wait, Toku show? What? <laughs> the things Kingdom Hearts needs on a whiteboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like a thing from, I think we said on VoIP Life, is the, the perfect adaptation of Kingdom Hearts, because Disney's doing that live action show, is to make it a Toku show. And like, obviously, 
you know, that means we're, we're the heartless or guys in costumes and the yes. keyblade wielders or, you know, suit actors and incredible. <laughs> in a costume. Writes itself. Yes, Everything it writes itself. Costumes. Yeah. It, writes, it literally writes itself. Make it. Kingdom Hearts Warriors is incredibly entertaining just because I'm imagining Mickey Mouse with a heartless KO counter um, to the lower right hand corner of the screen. It's the first and only time Kyrie will get to do anything ever. <laughs> That's true. Those games, those games let women do things. Uh, you know, people were so starved for women in Kingdom Hearts. They think Ak was a good character. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like her pitch, and then they don't do anything. But you know, I like her pitch. <laughs> that's, Kingdom, that's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I like the pitch, and then they didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, I think actually the the plot, the little the little mini mini episode where Goofy dies, would super play in Toku. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh. Multiple slow motion shots of Goofy being hit in the head with a rock. Three Kingdoms type of show. That wouldn't get. That has to exist, right? Yeah, it has to. Uh, you keep going. I'm looking. I'm going back to the Three Kingdoms uh, adaptations Wikipedia page. Anyway, I just want to point out that the Kingdom of Shu is falling, and we're talking about Kingdom Hearts Toku. Uh, <laughs> you're laughing. The Kingdom of Shu is falling, and you're laughing. <laughs> 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 uh i've been ready for the kingdom shoot to fall for 100 chapters now so you know it's good it's fine wow wow no love that was like before the kingdom of shoe existed i just picked a number <laughs> don't hold me to this <laughs> okay fair enough there's multiple <laughs> chinese tv series based on three kingdoms but no uh like you know, they're all just like straight adaptations. Nothing ridiculously Toku or anything. Mm. Mm. Well, I yes, guess it falls to us then. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Sao Sao, the 2014 Chinese television series based on the life of Sao Sao, aims to revise his traditional image as a villain and portray him in a historically accurate manner. Aaron Sorkin's Sao Sao. <laughs> I'd watch that. You know. Yeah, I'd you would. Of course, you <laughs> fucking yeah. would. Yeah, I would too. It wouldn't it would do us no good to pretend I wouldn't watch that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we've gotten to the point where it seems really stupid and pointless to try and make predictions, <laughs> which is how I usually end the show. There will be three more chapters, and we will feel something about them, maybe a little bit, and then we'll be done. Uh, two networks questions. T O W networks questions. At gmail.com. Really Wait, should send us something. Aaron Sorkin writing, if you were the em- if you were supposed to be the Emperor of China, you'd have been the Emperor of China on his keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sex, you said T-O-W. That's Toe Networks. Ah! <laughs> T-W-O. Shut up. I hate everyone. Uh, I really hate it when I make when I make like little mistakes. I can just like edit them out. But when I make like big mistakes, I have to leave them. Yep. That's just that's just podcasting. <sighs> Jackson, where can people find you on the internet? Eh, places. Right. <laughs> you, can, you can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com you can find the podcast me and M do at abnormalmapping.com you know if this is your only uh, podcast me and M do you listen to and this is the first one you've listened to for some reason uh, you can find a bunch there um, we, we did a Raptor Screens the other day we're back on that uh, on a movie called The Play you should listen to that one 
I like our movie podcast. I feel like it's our least listened to one, but it's good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can support us at patreon.com slash normapping. We're watching Gundam Wing and Space Runway Ideon. Ideon's about to end. I guess Gundam Wing is two technically. We've got like six weeks left. It's coming. Do you have another backup show? No. No? Okay. There's only one I think one or two weeks for it. Because Ideon's got a movie as well. Oh, so we've gotcha. only got like two weeks without, you know. Yeah, we're just going to have a nice two weeks where, I mean, one week where we don't have anything, and then the week after we're going to have 8,000 questions, so it's going to be a long sure. episode anyway, so. Makes sense. You can just you can just bask in the, well, what what, what Gundam Wing is doing. Yeah, and then, and, then we, and then we start our next shows immediately, so, you know, we, this yeah. train never stops. Backup shows for days. Hell yeah. Oh, God, I remember what our next backup show is. I just forgot yeah. that uh, I wait the message existed for a bit, though. I was like, we're moving into After War. No, no, we're not. We've got some good plans. It's not called After War. You can't call it After War. Oh, right. That's true. Wait, it's not? What's it called? We'll tell you later. Okay. (laughs) So you can find me at JBU3 at Twitter. Um, Most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Like, after this recording, like, uh, less than an hour after this recording, we're going to be doing the next Novel Not New HUN podcast. So it's almost and, not worth mentioning because it's not like they can send in questions. <laughs> well, they can send just, in questions for your next game. What are you playing next? Um, I oh, we're next. We're, we're planning on playing uh, Signs of the Sojourner. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you can find that podcast at readinggames.online. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sixdetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, pin tweet there tells you the stuff that I do. Scanlinemedia.com, patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. And folks, for, for I guess, one last time, because there won't on. be anything left to read after this. Read on. Read on. Read on. Read on. Read on.